Hello and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television series The Littlest Hobo, in which myself and my friend Katie watch every single episode and then we talk about them one by one. Katie, welcome back. Yeah, hey, thank you. It's good to be back. You know, uh, <laughs> feels like so long ago that we chatted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has anything changed? <laughs> anything different in your life? <laughs> um, I learned so much about the last episode because as soon as we stopped recording, <laughs> Mike told us his amazing theory about it. I'm so and, sad he I didn't know why say he it. Put it on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do a, do a little recap? <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't do it justice. But basically. <sighs> Mike was um, theorizing that in the previous episode, Indian Summer, we could name it now, um, (laughs) that the hobo was actually like the embodiment of a Christian god, of the Christian god, not a (laughs) Christian god, was the embodiment of the Christian god. Um, Because in the book of Daniel, apparently, there's Daniel and then three others, and they kind of get displaced after the sacking of Jerusalem, I believe Mike was telling us. And then they get tested by God, and then they get kind of led to a, a new place where they can live and thrive, like a new promised <laughs> land, which is, there's so many parallels in that episode with uh, the hobo, who gets nicknamed Daniel, showing up and le- leading these four old people to basically a new place where they can live and thrive that respects the old ways. And then there's a part in that episode where they pray and they give praise to Daniel aka the hobo there's a scene where he shows up with a lantern to literally like guide them (laughs) to the promised land the first thing he does in the episode is he gives um is it alice alice yeah it gives alice sight because her glasses (laughs) are gone this is all mike stuff i don't want to take credit for any of it this is all mike stuff. so super incredible and (laughs) just like we finished the episode and we're just like all right tapping ourselves on the back we're like good stuff And he's like by the way let me uh tell you about this theory of mine and it's just like what what <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> so yeah um a super big special thanks to mike for coming in on the last episode <laughs> yes and telling us about cars and then blowing our minds <laughs> i'm curious to know your theories on Applejack. if you could just like <laughs> insert them into the excel spreadsheet <laughs> please yeah, tell that's me that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um that is today's episode Applejack. Season 5, episode 17. We are one away from the end of the season. This first aired March 8th, 1984. Synopsis reads, bootleggers threaten a migrant who could expose them. Are you ready to just dive on into this? Jump on in. (laughs) All right. We're going to start in an orchard. And I hope you like orchards because we're spending almost all the episode in orchards. Pretty much. 90% of this episode is in an apple orchard. Have you ever gone apple picking? Just curious. No, I've only been strawberry picking. Me too. And I find it so interesting that we pay to pick these things that we then pay less money for other people to pick things for us. It's very strange. Anyways, <laughs> that's my first thought when I saw them picking apples. I was like, oh yeah, isn't it weird how we pay to go pick strawberries <laughs> when there's people who get paid very little money to pick our strawberries? <laughs> Anyways. The first thing I thought of, the first thing I thought of was... Um, grapes of wrath every time i see like anyone picking fruit now that's all i can think of is grapes of wrath after reading that book i was depressed for like a month <laughs> just like hiding under a blanket yeah. oh, it's like i don't want to live in this right? world anymore yeah. yes yeah california during the the drought it's, pretty, and, yeah. uh, uh, um, it's a real anyways. happy book i'm sure you want to read it right now <laughs> yeah. yes um in happier news we are going to meet uh the star of the episode his name is eve yeah. Uh, it is spelled Y V E S, but mm-hmm. he is super duper French. Very super French. 
super French. If French was a scale, he's at 11. Like this guy is, is <laughs> real <the> Frenchiest. <laughs> he's real French. Yeah. Um, he is picking apples. He's throwing them in a bucket. Um, he is just, he's doing better than everyone. We're going to find out later. And even he's the Nicholas angel of the apple picking of apple picking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, while he's picking apples, a super suspicious man, um, wearing a white hat, his name, we're going to find out later is Dan. He like, he like has a sack over his shoulder, like Krampus. And he just like, <laughs> he does looks like the he Grinch have a run past there. him. Yeah. yeah. He's not he subtle like, about it at all. <laughs> he looks like he's trying to steal Christmas. Like he's just he looks like, like the Monopoly scuttles. man. You know, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> a little bag of money. <laughs> Exaggerated steps. Yeah. It's like toe first every time. It's um, <laughs> yes. Eve's just watching him like, dude, I yeah. know you're up to something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Eve is like, all right, I I gotta follow this guy. Yeah. Um we'll take a second because we should describe Eve. He's he's in his early twenties, I'm gonna say. He's yeah. wearing a blue shirt. It's very tight. It's very tight. It was the style at the time. <laughs> and it says Quebec on it. And then there is a picture, I believe, of a hockey player. Yep. And I'm not sure what I can't remember what the other thing is. It is it is as French Canadian as you could possibly get. Just in case you weren't sure if he was French. Yes. That guy's got a, a pure Elliot Trudeau tattoo on his back or something. Like his entire yeah. face. A rocket Richard. Ta- yeah, yeah, that's right. Is a Guy Lafleur. He's got it all. He's got it all. His arms, you can't see his, his the upper parts of his arms, but they're just covered in Montreal Canadian tattoos. Yeah. Um, so... Eve goes over and this guy is like putting down a sack next to another sack. And his first line is, where are you taking those apples, you? Where are you taking those apples, you? So that is the level we're at. Yep. (laughs) Um, Dan immediately snaps back with, none of your business, you nosy frog. None of your business, you nosy frog. I'm like, oh, Oh, it's going to be one of those episodes, (laughs) is it? Awesome. (laughs) Um, So Eve is like, all right, what's the deal? Another man jumps up behind him and sticks him in like a chicken wing hammer lock yeah. and tells him he didn't see anything. Um, this man is Josh. He's wearing a red shirt and blue overalls. He basically looks like Super Mario. He's dressed like <laughs> Super Mario. <so> just <laughs> Picture that. When you, think, when you think of Josh, think of Super Mario. Um, he's like, yeah, you didn't see anything. Hobo shows up and does some actual like good hobo barking. He, he sounds fierce. He is a little fierce in this episode. Also, why is your immediate instinct to like chicken wing this guy? Like, do you think you could kind of like lie about what you're doing with these apples? Yeah, <laughs> or at least try your way through it. Right? And, yeah, <laughs> and then go to the chicken wing. <laughs> right. But they go straight to it. Um, it's very clear that they don't like this man, uh, Josh. So Josh releases Eve, and he's like, he says, "You tell Greenwood, and you'll wish you never left Quebec. Understand, Frog?" I'm like, "Oh man, you guys are just..." I know we're not supposed to like you, but I really don't like you. <laughs> They're just like really leaning into the whole like Anglophones are assholes yeah. towards Francophones situation. <sighs> Hard. Yeah. Yes. Hardcore. Um, so Eve's like, all right, you know, uh, I won't say anything. The men leave. Um, the hobo comes over and <laughs> Eve is like, all right. <laughs> I've just been put into a hammerlock and physically threatened by two men. I'm going to have lunch now. Yeah. You want to come with me, dog? Just, just another day in the orchard. <laughs> yeah, it's like third time this week. Yeah, this is how it goes. I mean, yep. it could be worse. <laughs> 
So we're going to go to the lunch gathering. It's in <laughs> yes. the orchard. It's just a, basically a pickup truck with a bunch of people milling around. I don't think any of them are actually eating yet. I think maybe nope. this is a, a meeting first. I don't know. It's, it's um, got the vibe of like a staff meeting, <laughs> like one of those floor yeah. meetings they do at Walmart, you know, where they like gather everyone together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do the like a little motto and a huddle and then yeah. they you join hands. Chants. <laughs> yeah. Exactly um, what it is. <laughs> So we're going to meet uh, a blonde woman. Her name is Marianne. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about Marianne is we get her name right off the bat. We sure do. Good for her, Marianne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marianne is super duper, obviously, into Eve. She, she is, is, like, so... not hiding it at all. Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> standing right, right next to her is her dad. His name is Mr. Greenwood, and he owns the orchard. <laughs> so this is the boss's daughter, super into Eve. She coming is, along like she does not care that her father is there she's like i'm flirting with oh. this man <laughs> oh yeah uh, mr greenwood do you recognize mr greenwood uh so i did imdb this episode uh and recognized his name uh david fox because he is an actor who has been around where we live he's done some stuff yes. here he's done a lot of canadian things um so i vaguely did recognize him although to be honest i don't know what i've seen him in other than knowing that okay. he has done plays in this town. <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> yeah. um, he was the Sasquatch man in Secret of Red Hill. Oh, uh, really? Yes. I did um, not know You might also know him as the old man on beach from Pacific Rim, according to IMDb. Wow, what a credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is Mr. Greenwood. Um, he's going to talk to everybody. The bad men are also in the crowd. Um Eve sort of shows up and takes like this classic cowboy pose for like an almost like an action shot because he's got yeah. hobo on his left and he's just like yeah check me out he's got this little um, holster on presumably his, for the bucket yeah <laughs> but it is something that would not be out of place at a nightclub in Toronto not at all nope it's very in right now <laughs> yes um, so Mr Greenwood pulls out Eve and he's like hey. Everybody, look at this guy. He's French, and he's picking 25% more than all of you. So that's why I'm giving him a 25% bonus. Uh, Marianne's like, she's got to translate for him. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, yeah, bonus. That's the same in English and French. You're getting more money. And Eve's like, oh, thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Greenwood, you are very... And then he has a French-English dictionary, and he takes about 30 seconds to find the word kind yeah which i thought was a little strange but i feel okay. like that's one that he might have known off the top of his head yes just a yeah just a hunch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's um, also mr greenwood is a terrible employer like it is not i i don't know much about being a boss but i'm gonna say as somebody who's been an employee that pulling another employee up in front of everyone and being like he's amazing he's so good why aren't you as good as him here's more money for him because you guys suck <laughs> Is not really very motivational <laughs> for your staff. <laughs> I, I, and it's not I really great you... for Eve. <laughs> no, and, and, but you're absolutely correct because <laughs> Mr. Greenwood throughout this episode, we're going to find out, is not a good employer. Oh, he's terrible. Yes, he's an awful boss. <laughs> yes, not intentionally. No, not intentionally. I just think he is a, a farmer or he runs the orchard and he should probably stick to that because yep. he's not good at doing the other stuff maybe marianne should maybe take over that yeah she seems like she has a little bit more of a handle on it <laughs> a little bit but not as much we're gonna find out in a couple minutes <laughs> actually true. i might yes. retract that statement <laughs> yeah somebody <laughs> um, else entirely they should just hire an outside person <laughs> yeah somebody anybody else <laughs> yeah <laughs> um 
So Marianne makes her move. She goes over <laughs> to Eve and she's like, you want to have lunch in 10 minutes? And he's like, uh, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I want to have lunch? It sounds great. Um, so she takes off to get the truck and bring it around. I guess the truck has her lunch in it. I don't know. It's like a, it's big enough to fit in the truck or she needs a truck for it. But <laughs> She's got a big appetite, like right? A, it's like a full pig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got um, it roasting in the back and everything. <laughs> yeah, spit roasting. Yeah. Two old people <laughs> spit roasting the pig. Um, so <laughs> Dan and uh, Dan and Josh stroll over, and uh, they start making fun of Eve in front of everyone, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, they start saying dictionnaire because that's how Eve is like trying to look up words to say. Dictionnaire. 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 Okay. Well, you won't be needing this anymore. It kind of escalates pretty quickly because they take his dictionary and they start ripping it apart. Uh-huh. And so Eve grabs Josh and he looks like he's going to slug him in the face, but Marianne <laughs> rolls up with a truck. She gets out and they disperse. She sees everything, of yes. course, because she, she obviously gets out and sees the tail end, but she's also seen it while she's driving and she does nothing. <laughs> it's so true. She doesn't, we find out she never tells her dad about what she saw. No. She does not talk to them, Josh and what's his name? Dan? Uh, Dan. Yeah. She has no conversation with them whatsoever. And she is, nope. I'm assuming, their boss too. <laughs> Yes, or at least, you know, has a lot of clout because if Marianne goes to her father and says, those two were creeps, get rid of them, Mm -hmm. I'm sure her father's like, yep, Uh sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But yeah, no, she does none of that. So, Marianne. Ah. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) Um, So at lunch, Eve gives Marianne this little little sculpture that he's made, this little tiny wood sculpture. Ugliest thing. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, it's pretty... (laughs) I mean, but I mean, good for him. It's a beautiful it present. He made it himself. That's gorgeous. But it is actually pretty ugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not going to like the next 23 presents because it's a matching set. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it gets to the point where he like, you say you like it. And so they keep giving it to you. But secretly, you never liked it. But now it's too deep. <laughs> you can't say you You're didn't too like far it. In. Yeah, so you just keep getting the same thing every year. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> People keep buying you movies with David Fox in it. You're like, oh. My eighth copy of Pacific Rim. I was just being nice. <laughs> David Fox, stop sending me your movies. <laughs> Anyways, elsewhere, we got the men. They are in a little gang of people, and they're giving Applejack to people to kind of sample out of a jug. Um, and the people look like they're genuinely dying. Like, oh. nobody looks like they're enjoying this. No, this looks like it must be, like, 90 proof. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're just going to keel yeah. over. We should clarify what Applejack is, um, because it's not a common drink anymore. I think even in the 80s would not have been a common drink. It's basically apple brandy. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, I thought it was really cool. What they used to do is they used to freeze the apples and then scrape out the ice so that the the water level would be lower and the alcohol level would be higher when it fermented. But then they eventually started using actual stills and made it, you know, more efficiently. But yes, it's apple brandy <laughs> and that sounds absolutely terrible to me. I don't think I would ever want any of that. <laughs> I mean, brandy in general does not appeal to me. So no, no, she's a fine girl, but uh, nope. I don't, uh, <laughs> it's got no truck with me. So we're going to, we're going to cut to Mr. Greenwood's house mm-hmm. Um, apparently lunch has moved from outside to inside because now Marianne and Eve are sitting at a table with 
with Mr. Greenwood. He doesn't eat with the peasants. (laughs) No, no, he eats in his orchard castle. (laughs) Yeah. He's showing off like the world's smallest trophy. It's like this tiny little golden apple on this tiny little piece of wood. And he's like, I won this because I make the best apples in the world. And I'm going to do the same thing this year. And then we're going to drink that very expensive bottle of scotch up on the fridge there. Um, Just a whole lot of setting the stage for the rest of the episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, it Um, is like, I don't think you can emphasize how tiny this trophy is. It is like a tiny plank of wood with a little gold apple. It's Eve can hold it in one hand easily. (laughs) Yes, easily. <laughs> and there's nothing on it. He's already started sculpting another one. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, if he doesn't win, I'll just make him this one. Yeah, he'll never know. <laughs> the trio all pray before they eat lunch. So that's uh, two episodes in a row now where we get uh, yep. <laughs> get people praying. Really pushing that Christian eat- agenda. No, just <laughs> yeah, I've not watched the next one yet. But if we get a, a praying scene in there, that I think that's what you call Holy Trinity Bingo. <laughs> so then we... Uh, <laughs> We win, I guess. What do we win? (laughs) Salvation. No, I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) Take it back. (laughs) Salvation. David Fox isn't even in this. (laughs) Boo. Boo. Two stars. (laughs) Two stars. Terminator Salvation. Two stars because David Fox isn't in it, and also two stars because it's just a really bad movie. (laughs) Which one's that one? I don't even remember. That's the one with with Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. Where they... It's technically it's like Terminator Four, and they have a secret base where the Terminators can't fall find them or anything. But like twenty feet away from their base, there's a giant pond full of robot fish Terminators that they just pull out at random <laughs> to analyze. Nothing makes sense. That's the one where Christian Bale freaked out on set because oh. somebody got into his lighting. Yeah, that's what I remember it for. Oh, good for you. And how was it? <laughs> yeah, actually, really. Um, I saw it in theaters, and I remember. turning to my at that time girlfriend now wife and saying we should leave we should leave now five minutes in and i very distinctly remember her saying no no it'll get better it didn't it didn't get better you just casually bring that up every now and then i do i hold it against her all the time i've sat through so many terrible movies with her because she will not let us leave i can honestly say i've never actually gotten up and left during a movie there's been times where I've oh. been very close to it, but I've never been able to actually do it. <laughs> I wanted to so bad for so many movies. The first Fantastic Four. Oh, God, um, yeah. The Unborn, I think, was one. Um, there was the second Underworld that I wanted to leave <laughs> and wasn't able to leave that. Um, the newest Fantastic Four also. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I've sat through a lot. Oh, Suicide Squad. Really wanted to leave <laughs> oh, that one. I was one. so close to leaving that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's been a lot. But every time, bless her soul, my wife says, it'll get better. <laughs> She's the eternal optimist. <laughs> yes. Anyways. <Yeah>. So... <laughs> We're at the still. Yeah. It's in the middle of the orchard somewhere. It's hidden kind of in a bush line area. Uh, Dan and Josh, they say they have orders for 20 quarts of apple brandy or apple jack. Um, so they're going to they're gonna make that. Hobo is like, hey, what's up? He rolls up. <laughs> he steals a mostly empty jug um, and takes it. And they start to chase him. They're like, ah, get back here <laughs> with <our> that. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, by the way, the guy in the white hat runs really strangely. Like he runs with his arms almost like Naruto style. Like he's almost got his <laughs> yeah. arms straight out at the sides. And he's just kind of like, he looks like he's continually doing the hokey pokey. So like, I don't think that his, 
weird moving around with the sack as a one-off. I think maybe that's just the way that actor actually runs. It's just him. <laughs> now that you mention yep. it, yes, it is a very odd run. <laughs> <laughs> you could set it to music, I feel like. It's just it's good enough you could put it you could set it to a score. So, we're going to we're going to go back and find Eve, who's outside of an orange Volkswagen bus. That one I did know, though Mike at the end did did remind us. Um, it's a very uh, distinct looking vehicle, which I like. Me too. It's neat. Um, <laughs> Everyone so knows the hippie van. <laughs> the, yeah, the burnt orange hippie van. <laughs> yeah. It's got carpet on the inside. Some of them had a bar that you could like, not, I don't think it came with the bar, but I know of at least one where somebody modified it so that there was a bar in the bottom that you could push into the floor and hide. Ah, uh, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, neat stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was at this point in the episode that I decided to uh, look up Eve, the character, and yeah. like, and try and figure out more about him because I wanted to tell if he was actually French or I not. I was wondering because sometimes when he's speaking French, and I do not speak French other than what we learned in school. But sometimes he did not sound like a fluent French speaker, but I didn't know if that was just me. He's got a very thick accent. So I looked him up. His name is Eric Murphy. And unfortunately I couldn't find out anything really about him as far as like where he was born or anything like that. Cause if he was born in Quebec or even Ontario, you know, mm-hmm. he could be born in Ottawa or Northern Ontario. And yeah, yeah. you could totally, you could totally speak French, you know, all the time and, yeah. and have that accent um but yeah i did a, a pretty deep search on him and i i could not figure out <laughs> if he was actually french or not i did watch a movie to try and find him called <laughs> virus from 1996 <laughs> wow which has a 2.8 out of 10 on imdb how was that <laughs> um not good okay. um would you like some of the dialogue from it please <laughs> okay it is you have to trust me i can't trust you don't you see? The fat lady is sung. It's over. She didn't sing it to me. It's not over. Not by a long <laughs> shot. And then he loads his gun, of course. <laughs> of, of course. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. That yep. is some Oscar uh, dialogue right there. <laughs> surprised it didn't win. I just, um, right. Only a 2 I point did, what? <laughs> 2.8. <laughs> I did track him down, though. What? Uh, Eric Murphy. In a movie called Prom Night 3, The Last Kiss... Uh, he was listed as the news reporter. So I, it's all on YouTube, the entire movie. And so like I skimmed through it real quick thinking news reporter be at the beginning of the end. It's not. It's actually like three quarters way through the movie. And I just happened to land on it. He has zero accent, not even a hint of a French accent. A funeral was held today for Shane Taylor, the young Hamilton High School student that was brutally murdered by his best friend. So I am going to wager that he is indeed not French. Um, he knows how to speak French, mm-hmm. but he is putting on this accent, uh, which is not good. No. And I didn't, I was like, I was like, because ah. we live in a place that has a fair number of like Francophones, French speakers. Yes. So like I'm pretty good with the French accent and knowing what it sounds like. And I didn't want to say his didn't sound great, but even when he was speaking French, it didn't sound great. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's... <laughs> It's so tough because we could eat our words. He could be French yeah. and maybe mm-hmm. over the last, because Prom Night, I think, came out, oh, it would have come out in the 80s, so probably <laughs> didn't lose his accent that quick. <laughs> yeah. But like, if if the Littlest Hobo crew hired on a genuine Francophone French-Canadian 
who spoke some English or enough English mm -hmm. and said, here's a role where you can, you know, have your natural accent, then kudos to them. Good on you. Yes. But I do not think that is the case. I think they hired on an English actor and he just put on his worst French accent <laughs> yes. uh, that he could, which uh, it's, yeah. It's Canada and you film in Ontario. Think. It's not hard to find somebody. <laughs> it's like literally three hours east. <laughs> <Right>. You'll be fine. <laughs> like, it's not hard at all. <laughs> no. Uh, um, why? So at this point, Hobo <laughs> rolls over to Eve. Uh, he gives him the jug. And Eve smells it and he like almost dies. She's just <laughs> yeah. like, Whoa. The fumes <laughs> alone are just like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, we know something's going down because Eve's standing next to a giant gravel truck mm. and we get that rolling sound <laughs> that Katie loves so much. We get the little drum roll. My favorite. I understand. Them guys. As, as Dan gets into the gravel truck and Josh rocks up and we get the bam because Josh double Kirk clubs Eve in the back of the skull like like a Captain Kirk. I thought he was going to um, karate chop him in the neck. He did not. No. No, like defector style, but he yeah. just, no. Gave him the old, Club. The old Gorn Crusher. Yeah. Yep. Um, just as Eve's figuring things out, boom. And then Dan puts up the back of the gravel truck and we get slow motion. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful, it's like it should be an art museum. Uh, just the shot, uh, slow-mo apples falling towards the camera. <laughs> apples, yeah. Hobo looks up in slow motion and all these apples come tumbling out of the truck. Rain and um, Dan. has released the apples. <laughs> release all over the, the apples. Place. <laughs> release the apples. <laughs> it is very uh, dramatic. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yes. Um, we, we cut to what would have been a commercial. We get yeah. back in and we get the best zoom in <laughs> shot of the hobo just like sleeping in the apples. Yeah. It's just his nose and his head kind yeah. of jutting out of a, a big pile of, big pile of, I don't know, Macintosh apples. This might be the thing that I'm most impressed that they trained a dog to do, to lie there as they buried him in apples. <laughs> buried him in apples. Because yeah. that's the only way that they could have had that shot is he goes in and then they just pile apples on this dog and, yep. and he's like cool all right sounds great <laughs> yeah sure and then all everyone on set got to bring home some apples yeah like they couldn't sell them because they've been heaped onto a dog <laughs> yeah. so everyone gets some kind of furry apples to take home <laughs> yeah. here you go just give them a wash they'll be fine <laughs> dan goes in we don't see him but he, he has stolen the scotch out of the kitchen that expensive scotch <laughs> mr greenwood's and uh they have laid eve out in his van um, and they pour the scotch all over him. They both mm -hmm. take a swig. They're like, wow, it's a shame to have to waste this. They're clearly setting him up. Mm -hmm. They put the trophy in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is the most obvious setup ever. ever. But wouldn't you know it, <laughs> it's, is it spoiler that alert, it's it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. It. Uh, yep. Apparently not too bright. Yep. <laughs> no. So we're going to go to Mr. Greenwood. He is in his truck with Marianne. He's like, you know what? I just want to say right now before anything happens that Eve is really super cool. And maybe we should keep him on here because clearly you're crushing really hard on him. And also he's a hard worker. So it sounds good. He'd be a good son-in-law. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. let's keep this one around. <laughs> yeah. Great dude. <laughs> I trust a man who wears his province on his shirt. Right. I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's so that we can return him if he gets lost. That's why I have several Ontario shirts. <laughs> Just drop him at the border and they'll get you home. <laughs> yeah. It's a small province. They'll find where I go. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, Stefan from Ontario? Of course. Because <laughs> Canada, everyone knows everyone, so. <laughs> yeah, you got it. So he drives up and he sees Dan and Josh are shoveling apples back into the gravel truck. Um, he's like, hey, what happened here? They do this, like, this little act where they're like, it was the Frenchman. He was by and... You know, he wasn't acting right. I think he was sick. Well, no, I think maybe he was drunk. No, no, I think he was sick. Yeah, like they're they're playing it off. Um, and they get away with it. They're the cat that ate the canary because yeah. Mr. Greenwood he, he, just swallows it up. He immediately, with no evidence, uh, and even when presented with the, because he's going to go find Eve, uh, has no second thoughts, no questioning, no... Mm, this seems weird. You've been a really good person for the last however long I've known you. <laughs> we literally ate lunch 40 minutes ago <laughs> yeah. and you were sober. <laughs> and I've never seen you drunk before. Uh, but no, yeah. he must be a drunken idiot. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Greenwood pours a big old cooler full of water on Eve. He wakes up. He's got a serious concussion because <laughs> he has been unconscious for quite a while. Very long time. Um, <laughs> He also has one super, super wet butt, which is just the worst feeling. Oh, so bad. Right up there with wet socks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and his socks yeah. are probably wet now, too. Yeah. Because it's dripping down. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Marianne, she knows what's up. Oh, she yeah. goes over and she's mm-hmm. like, it was Josh and Dan, wasn't it? And he's like, yes, yes, it was. But Mr. Greenwood's like, don't even talk to him. I don't want to hear anything he has to say. <laughs> he is not allowed to defend himself at all. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. It gets to the point where Mr. Greenwood's like, I don't even want to talk to you, Marianne. Um, I don't want to talk to anyone. You're fired. Get out of here. And and Eve's like, all right, I I understand. I'll, I'll get going. Um, so he drives off in his, his <laughs> van, which he really shouldn't be doing. <laughs> no. Um, even though you are not drunk, you have had a serious concussion. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. mind the wheel. Also, you're going to get your upholstery all wet. Oh, it's yeah. It's going to smell bad. Uh, and it's going to smell like scotch. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah he's also covered in scotch yeah no <laughs> um so hobo finds the drug again and he takes it to mr greenwood who again opens it up and sounds like he looks like he's gonna die he smells it and he's just like Whoa. <laughs> um, but he surmises there must be a still around here somewhere he does not put two and two together he no. just knows there's a still um Josh finds Dan and he's like, okay, man, I saw the dog. He took it to Mr. Greenwood, the jug. We got to pack up. I'm going to go pack it up now. I'll meet you there in a half hour. Um, Dan, he's like, okay, yeah, like we'll, we'll meet up. You go do the thing. <laughs> Marianne spots Josh running like a, again, like a total weirdo. <laughs> Just <laughs> Just so bizarre. <laughs> flailing about. Um, she has a French English dictionary of her own. She writes a little note on it and uh, she decides she's going to chase after him because Sure, she doesn't get her dad or anything. She's like, okay. Also, she writes a note in there, but she just leaves the dictionary not in a very obvious spot, and she doesn't know what's going to happen to it or if anyone would find it because she just kind of drops yeah. it on like a little pole. <laughs> yeah, what's her plan? It's good here, <laughs> Marianne. <laughs> so Dan sees her following Josh, so he kind of chases her chasing Josh. So we've got this little trio of people running to the still. Marianne gets there. Josh goes on in, but Marianne has to hide because Dan shows up and, and starts telling him. He's like, listen, Marianne saw you. We need to start loading the truck now. Like, there's no time to waste. So they start loading up the truck. Um, elsewhere, Eve returns. He just, like, circled around the block. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. just shaking it out. Yeah, just he likes to do that sometimes, you know, just clear his head. 
Take a little drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he finds the dictionary naturally. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he is like, okay, uh, I'll figure this out. He just finds his way to the still. If, like, There's no explanation magically. for this at all. Because her note, I don't even know. I can't even remember what it said. But like, it was not directions to where she was going. No. And if they I haven't found it, says, it before, then why would he know where it is? <laughs> yeah i think it says stay here or something to that effect like yeah. it's, it's pretty much the exact opposite of follow me <laughs> yeah what he does <laughs> so marianne decides she's gonna try and sneak up for some reason i don't i don't know why she doesn't just go back i know and like get her dad even if they get away they're gonna find them they're not and it's you I, know it's terrible but it's apples it's not like they have a person with yes. them <laughs> like no they just stole yeah, no, apples. There's been no kidnapping <laughs> no kidnapping yet, yet. <laughs> um because she steps on a loud branch of course, of course. the one loud branch yeah. in all the orchard and josh and Dan are like oh we'll pretend we're leaving but instead they catch her from behind and they throw her in the still and they lock the door she can't get out yep. that's that's their plan <laughs> i guess it's the best they have yeah so they they chuck her in there hobo shows up and just as josh is trying to get away he kind of detains him by pulling on his his pants mm-hmm. eve rocks up now because yeah. everyone knows where the still is except for mr greenwood apparently <laughs> so oblivious <laughs> and he just like immediately starts duking it out with josh he yeah. lands the most wicked uppercut it like, is like i'm talking like <laughs> super mario street fighter level uppercut like i expected him like, to his would... feet to lift off the ground <laughs> yes i think it, sh- it should well have killed him yes that that level of force <laughs> coming and, i mean eve's not a gigantic man but he's like at least 160 pounds yeah that is a ton of force to take directly into your jaw because like every ounce of him is into it i think eve actually leaves his feet as he delivers <laughs> yeah. it like <laughs> um, there's like a little bit of does, like fire on that fist <laughs> yes well we know because it, it actually the still lights on fire <laughs> yes it was eve <laughs> <laughs> yeah he like he hits josh so hard that he knocks over the barrel or, or whatever so, or the still part of the still it lights the cabin on fire essentially I was um, say the last and they, season or so of the hobo, it feels like every time they need somebody to be detained and danger, their their thing is lock them in a room and set it on fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Milos's wife. Yeah, it's like their go to. <laughs> I was like, eh, lock them in a room, set it on fire. <laughs> yeah, they're privately uh, it's financed by like the Smokey the Bear Foundation. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if you could just make fire the enemy in like one out of every eight episodes. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Slip you a little money. You can buy as many Quebec shirts as you want. Uh, um, yes, it's on so fire the, and she's stuck. It's it's on fire. Uh, Josh absolutely lays out Eve <laughs> yeah. and like just like wails on him. Um, and they get in the truck and they flee. They're just, they're like, we're out. See you later. Um Meanwhile, Marianne's freaking out because the whole place is like <laughs> yep. super on fire. Also, she's surrounded by raw alcohol, which oh, yes. is very flammable. <laughs> yeah, not the ideal spot when you are trapped with fire. <laughs> no. Um, Eve doesn't actually do anything. Hobo opens the door, yeah. but Eve gets all the credit because Marianne sees him first. He just like sweeps <laughs> her up. They run out. And then we get a big old explosion. Of course it explodes. I mean, yes, there's all that alcohol in there, but... I mean, come on, hobo. They it just love to, to blow things up. <laughs> yeah, they got a taste for it in that <laughs> yeah. war one, and now yeah. they're like, oh boy. <laughs> what else can we blow up? 
Yeah. <laughs> also, why does he sweep her up into his arms only to immediately drop her to her feet so she can run away? Because <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> I think he was going for an uppercut and he missed. He <laughs> yeah. just swept her up instead. He's just like, I'll go with it. <laughs> Yeah. Once you start uppercut, you can't stop. It's true. <laughs> got all the energy. You got to get it out. Oh. It's like the juggernaut, the juggernaut of uppercuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Dan stops the truck. He's like, my God, like Marianne might be in I there. Say, Josh was like, no, no. <laughs> Kudos to him for actually caring. <laughs> the other one. because yeah, Josh does not. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, she's Josh fine. like, I oh, that. The Frenchman got him. Let's let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, it does give the hobo a second to jump on the back of the truck. Um, Mr. Greenwood, who is talking to a cop about the still, hears the explosion. Yeah. And is like, well, I guess it's that way. Yeah. Let's go check it out. Oh, that. <laughs> Marianne and Eve split up. So Marianne is going to go find her father. Eve is going to go chase the truck. Which seems like a strange thing to do. Is he the do. Flash? <laughs> well, you know, he once he starts spinning his arms, those uppercuts propel him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just a blur. <laughs> Look at him go. Yeah. It's not even like, it's not even him running. He just turns around. So he's like facing away from the track. <laughs> he just uppercuts trees and the momentum pushes him down the road. <laughs> it's not a very practical power. <laughs> <laughs> it works though yeah it's like it's like have you ever seen the the video of godzilla when he flies yeah. he just like shoots his atomic breath and then lifts his feet underneath yeah. him and then flies across the screen that's what it is it's eve just like up, uppercutting the ground so hard that it pushes him yeah. backwards it's amazing <laughs> a sight to behold <laughs> so hobo knocks over a crate they stop the truck. They're just like, oh, it's just one crate. Let's get out of here. But while they've been doing that, Hobo has pulled the old switcheroo, is now in the truck. So when Dan and Josh try and get in, they get all freaked out because the Hobo's in there. And instead of, I don't know, maybe trying to surround the Hobo or like- There are two of I don't them. Know, just, they run. They yeah. just run. <laughs> it's that intimidation. <laughs> yep. He's rolled a 20. Yeah. He's got a nat 20. <laughs> like, Ooh, I'm out. <laughs> yep. So- this cop car rolls up just as Eve is kind of coming up from behind. So now they've got them more or less trapped on a dirt road. Dan just like gives up immediately. But yeah. Josh is like, you know what? I'm going to go live in the forest. <laughs> I'm, I'm drunk on <laughs> apple brandy and I'm willing to take a shot. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so Josh hops in, but Eve finds him in the forest and he literally <laughs> does an honest to God, put him up stance. He, uh, yes. he like, He's got his dukes up. He's ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like an 1890 fisticuffs man. He's just like. <laughs> yeah. It's like that old school boxer poster or like the um the yes. leprechaun from Notre Dame, Notre Dame, the university. Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, he lands by far the most like telegraphed, hokiest <laughs> of punches. Yeah. Probably the worst since we've seen since. Um, whatever the Crimson Cross episode oh, was with the harmonica player. Yeah. Fussing and fighting. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's probably the worst punch since fu- fussing and fighting. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's like grade D level stuff here. <laughs> but we're we're going to cut to Eve bringing Josh out of the bush. He's just like got him in front of him. He's just like rounding <laughs> him up. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mr. Greenwood's like, yeah, I guess I have some stuff to say to you anyway. You know, after all. Um, the police officer makes absolutely no move to arrest Josh. He does Josh. nothing. He, <laughs> he literally stands there and, and like 
this man still has his arms out. Marianne <laughs> is like two feet away from him. There's nothing to say this guy couldn't put her in a stranglehold. Or, you know, maybe he has a knife on him. I don't know. Maybe you should go over and arrest this man now. Yeah. You know he's committed a crime, at least. So... <laughs> yes. Just... Yeah, and Marianne was in the car with him, so she definitely told him oh, yeah. about being locked in the still, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she does seem to keep her mouth shut so <laughs> <laughs> maybe she didn't say anything yeah. she just hopped in and was like drive yeah <laughs> that's it just just go towards yeah. the sounds of those uppercuts <laughs> yeah. resonating off of the earth just points <laughs> yeah. that way <laughs> but that is the end of that scene so we're gonna go to the last scene of the episode yeah. we're in mr greenwood's living room mr greenwood has a french english dictionary <laughs> and he's trying to say you can stay forever in <laughs> French, but he does does not succeed. <laughs> so Marianne basically just interprets it's like, yeah, Eve, you can stay with us for as long as you want. Um, Eve takes a moment to explain that his last name is also Greenwood. It's just broken down into French components. <laughs> so he explains that, you know, the green is this in French and the wood is this in French. And together the Greenwood, we have the same last name. That's why I stopped here. I thought it was a lucky thing. Yay. Eat. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Marianne says the dog I think he's going and I thought he was dying because <laughs> that's just exactly how she delivers it but the dog I think he's going <laughs> she does deliver it like you would somebody's dying <laughs> yeah. he's going <laughs> he's going it's his time now yeah, get the, he's going get everyone in here now yeah <laughs> um, we should so, probably call in the priest <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Hobo rolls up, or pardon me, Hobo rolls out. Yeah. Uh, Hobo takes off. He He's leaves. Like, He's gone. He leaves. <laughs> uh, Greenwood says, he must be traveling like you are, Eve. And Eve's like, well, good luck to you, dog. Yep. I'm going to stay here and drink the rest of this scotch and, <laughs> and, and make sweet, sweet love to the boss's daughter, I guess. <laughs> and this will um, one day be my kingdom. <laughs> yep. Someday all this will be yours. <laughs> what? The curtains. Um Anyways, that is the end of the episode. That is. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, how do you feel about Applejack? I thought it was fine. I didn't love it. I was bored during certain parts of it. It was just another one that was like, yeah, I'll never watch this again. <laughs> yeah, I'll forget about just... it in a few episodes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I won't forget about that uppercut, though. That uppercut is a thing <laughs> that, of beauty. That's staying in the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. It was totally. I mean, we are we're one more episode away from the end of the season, which we have to make our. Yeah. We don't have to, but we're going to make our uh, top three, bottom three, skippable three. I don't know if this is going to land on any of those lists, yeah. but if it did, it would be in the skippable three. Absolutely. Um, there's nothing here we haven't seen before, except for that French accent. <laughs> that was. Um, whew, I'm still baffled by yeah. why they wouldn't hire somebody who's actually French. But okay, <laughs> maybe he is. We don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> We're unsure. Yeah. If somebody listening knows, let us know. Yeah. David Fox, write in. Yeah, please tell us. <laughs> Stop sending me DVDs. Yeah. I don't like Pacific Rim. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. No. I keep giving them away, but now even Value Village has banned me. Yeah. <laughs> they see me coming and they shut the gate. <laughs> yeah. It's really depressing. <laughs> yeah. I just want to buy a movie that you're not in. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a hobo harm? 
I said one for the pile of apples, just because that seems real uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't even consider the apples. Okay. I'll, I'll concede a one. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? We don't have enough, or we have not had any hobo harm. I can't say we haven't had enough, because uh, hobo harm is generally pretty bad. But uh, we've, uh, we've not seen that dog harmed in any real way no. in quite a long time. I feel like somebody might have stepped in. <laughs> yes. What is your hobo fight? Um, I said the two bad guys, uh, whose names constantly for Josh and Dan, uh, versus the first famous Quebecers that came to mind, <laughs> which are okay. George St. Pierre oh, boy. <laughs> and Celine Dion. <laughs> oh, jeez. I think George St. Pierre alone, Celine Dion could probably also do some damage. I feel but... like she's pretty vicious, or she'll just sing in the background as he beats them yeah, up. That's right. She's like... She's doing that singing where she's also narrating what's happening. Yeah. It's very musical style. <laughs> Some riffs <Yeah>. going on. <laughs> that, nice. That was my I like that fight. a lot. What's yours? <laughs> uh, mine's Eve versus a different Eve, so they could just be throwing haymakers and uppercuts <laughs> at each other. I like that too. <laughs> the never-ending fight. <laughs> Oh, it's just uppercuts forever. Yeah, just locked in internal they've, uppercuts. They've harnessed it as an energy source. Yeah. They're just trapped in some he's building. He's actually powering. <laughs> yeah, he's powering all of Quebec, the two of them. Yeah, they run on Eve power. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay your Eve bill. <laughs> oh, man. That sounds like a real thing. Yeah, it does. <laughs> How do we use 8,000 Eves worth this month? <laughs> Danny, what were you doing? Were you were you running the dryer again so you could ride around in it? <laughs> I told you to stop doing that. <laughs> Look at the time of use schedule. <laughs> I go. It's so many eaves. Also, it's bad for you. <laughs> um, I like this. Anyways, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, are you ready for the next and final episode of the season? I am ready. Bring it on. All right, it's called Sheep in Wolf's Clothing. <laughs> Synopsis reads, Hobo is mistaken for a sheep-killing wolf. <gasps> He's getting mistaken for a wolf again. <laughs> for like the 80th time. Constantly. He looks nothing like a wolf. Anyways, <laughs> curious to see how this goes down. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, until we meet again, fellow hobos, hop on that train and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan. And I've been Katie. Take care. Bye. Bye.